Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Official sportsbook of the real Philly fan. What's going on? It's Elliot Shore Parks for my friends at Window Nation. And if you've had enough of your windows keeping the house chilly, then fight the February cold with Window Nation. Right now, replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at clipit.tv or check them on Twitter at clipittv. Hey guys, John Barchard here. You guys know how much I love to play fantasy football. So I need you to listen up because I want you to join the highest rated fantasy football app. It's called Draft. You get to play in a real live snake draft, but be done in under five minutes. And they last just for one week. Drafts start every couple of minutes, so you can join right now for week nine. And the best part is you get to play for cold, hard cash. And get this, your chances of winning are 80% better than on the salary cap sites, on all the DFS sites. Because you're always trying to figure out, okay, where should I start this guy and do the value and I don't have enough money to do all that stuff? It doesn't happen on draft. You get a selection of every premium player. You just got to be the smartest one in the room. It's a six-player snake draft, so you get in, you get out. Tournaments start from $1 to $1,000 to everything in between. Three-person drafts, six-person drafts, on and on. The options are limitless. And all new players get a free entry into a real money draft when you make your first deposit. All you have to use is promo code BGNR. That's right, play a real money game for free just by using promo code BGNR. And it gets even better. Draft is so sure that you'll love it that they are offering BGN radio listeners a money back guarantee up to $100. No excuses now. Just search Draft in your app store or go to Draft.com and come play for free right now with promo code BGNR. It's Friday. It's time to kick off our shoes, relax a little bit, maybe even pop a couple of beers a little too early today. Let's have some nice conversation. Today, we're going to do that with the Athletic Zone Bo Wolf as we chat about Jai's well, pronunciation, and is that accent really real? Do we know if this this accent is 100% on the level? He's just putting it on. <laughs> 
No, I haven't thought about that. Plus, we're going to talk to Danny Kelly, one of my favorite people on earth. He writes for the NFL for The Ringer, and he's the only guy on staff that thinks the Eagles are heading to the Super Bowl. It kind of actually does remind me of the Seahawks of, you know, 2013-2014 era. Like, the offense was good. It was potent. And I think you're right with the, with the Eagles. It's that front four. It's that front seven, I should say. You know, there's talent across the board. But right now, let's talk to Bo Wolf. We're actually sitting down with probably one of my favorites in the city because he's had an interesting journey. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Bo Wolf from The Athletic. Bo, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Not too much. What an intro. Thank you. <laughs> As I said uh, before we started, usually usually I feel like I have like the good voice in the conversation, <laughs> but today today I am uh, wow, is that a, I'm not the one. Is that a shot at Shield? Is that... Uh, no, is no. That a, but okay. people, you know, there are like uh, some of our, you know, commenters are like oh bo's got his great radio voice like well you have do. you, have you sure. heard john barcher <laughs> no we'll see the but i don't have the i don't have your brain so if we maybe if we melded forces together we the could body. be the ultimate that's right exactly so uh i wanted to talk to you because you had you've had kind of an interesting journey in the in the sports world in general you worked for the team you saw how the the sausage was made you took a break you uh, went elsewhere and then you kind of came back. Explain the that I know it's like a a big timeline that I'm asking you to to fill there. But like, what made all those decisions? Why did you decide to leave the Eagles and then come back as a beat writer? Uh, geez, interesting question. Um, so you know, I was with I was with the Eagles for for six years, like you said. Um, I don't know if I got to see how all the sausage was made, but um, <laughs> that was certainly fun, and and to be in the building is is definitely fun. Um, and also you know, in terms of coverage has its advantages of access and, and all that stuff. But then also it's, it's disadvantages of, of not a hundred percent being able to say exactly what you think. Um, but you know, I had, I felt like when I was at the Eagles, I had sort of done all I, that, all that I could do there. Uh, so it was time to do something different. My wife got a job in DC. We moved down to DC. Then we moved to New York. Uh, I left the, you know, that business and, and got into, um, uh, a different line of work. Got a nice. What kind of work? What, what line this of work? This was for a, a company called Taylor. Uh huh. Digital, uh, you know, digital branding, sort of like, okay. uh, you know, uh, for instance, the Tide Super Bowl commercial. We did a lot of amplification for that. You know, oh, awesome. you saw the, okay. the Terry yeah. Bradshaw stain. Um, so you, you know, actually dig- really digital good. PR, digital I remember, PR. I mean, that was everywhere. So we got you know we got Joel Embiid. Yeah, to, did. to tweet. Didn't right? you get? Didn't you get Nick Foles at one point too? Wasn't he in there? Or was that too? Uh, was I that don't too think long that Nick, ago? That might have been too long ago. Okay. Anyway, that was fun, uh, and I really liked the people. Uh, but it, you know, frankly, wasn't my sort of my passion, right? Um, and then Shield called me up and said, uh, you know, I'm coming back to Philly to start the Athletic. Want you to come with me? And I said. Uh, let me talk to my wife. She's the boss. But, uh, you know, to work with Shield, how could you, how could you oh, pass yeah, up that yeah, opportunity? It's kind of really hard to turn that and down. And obviously we're, we're thrilled to be back in Philadelphia. Yeah, we're thrilled that uh, you guys are back in here. And it's, I think it's kind of cool that you've actually melded some of the stuff that you did with the Eagles, you know, the, the Wolf's Den that everybody wanted. You guys got right back into the podcasting game as well and just kind of opened it up. And what what is it like now walking in back there at the press conferences and Having people going like, "Oh, hey, you know, it's definitely your old weird. family, right?" It's definitely weird. Um, the two weird sides are are one like being at the Novacare complex and seeing, not even like you know friends of mine who I still see sometimes, but sort of like the tertiary people in your life who you used to see every day but not really think too much about. Seeing them in my life again, like, <laughs> oh, you know, there's the IT guy who I never thought that I would ever see again in my life. Uh, that's kind of funny. Um, and then to to be you know in the uh, in the media house with the with the media guys 
who I always had relationships with, but not like working in the same space, um, is is definitely interesting. And what uh, I, I, do you sometimes like? Stop yourself from going to somewhere in Novacare and be like, "Oh yeah, whoops, <laughs> I, for, I forgot that I can't do that now." Uh, I think on the first day, uh, Chris McPherson wanted to wanted to bring me up to say hi to the uh, the other people who were in the department that I used to work with. But I even then I felt like I was overstepping as a as a now media member. Um, so that was the one time only. That I that I walked up <laughs> into it. the uh, the business side again, but um, other than that, it's you know it's pretty it's pretty separated. And what was kind of like your favorite? I know there's a ton of different stories that you probably love, but what was your favorite experience? I guess coming out of the, when you were done with working with the Eagles, what was what was kind of your the favorite parts of your day through there? My favorite parts of the day were were game days, uh, probably when I was when I was hosting the post game shows um, on PhiladelphiaEagles.com with those guys. It was a, you know a great camaraderie and and you know the uh i think my favorite one was i was doing the post game show with ellis hobbs ah! after the uh, miracle at the new meadowlands nice so you know to be able to react to that in real time was 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 definitely fun and obviously the wolf's den stuff was was a blast um but yeah i mean i just like like anywhere you work i think you just miss the people yeah absolutely well let's get into some of uh you know, the, it's been a busy uh, trade deadline, and norm, normally, you know, the NFL and especially the Eagles stay pretty quiet here. What's your overall take on on JJIE here? And I don't, and I, I've heard the last name pronounced like seventy different times. I'm still so not 100 percent sure. Yeah, yeah. And and we, I was just talking about on on Birds with Friends, which we just filmed or recorded next door. You know, have you talked about? Do we know if this this accent is 100 percent on the level? He's just putting it on. <laughs> you no, know, I haven't thought about that. I, I mean, I love the accent. So if it's fake, I wanted to want him to keep it up. Yeah, but. I mean, I mean, I hope that it's fake because that would make <laughs> me respect him even more. If he's just like, I'm coming to a new city, I'm going to really play this up. I'm uh, just doing it for the ladies in Tinder, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, because I think there's some old clips of him not having such a strong uh, uh, interesting. Accent, I I hope that there's a an article coming. Maybe a, we'll see. It's a brutal film type of breakdown here. <laughs> it's a brutal film. Yeah. Um, you know, listen, I think this is an opportunity that was that was too good to pass up. Um, a player. First of all, uh, you know la- his his production last year for a second year running back is outstanding. Uh, I think you know one of the nine best seasons for a second year running back. If you look at yards and yards per carry over the last twenty five years, and the rest of those guys are all really really good, except for uh, like Michael Bennett. Um, so the player the the production is is there, right? He's cheap. He's got another year and a half left on the deal, so it's not just a, a one year band aid. We've we've talked about how. At seven and one, you know this is a unique window of opportunity in the NFL. You never know when you're going to have an opportunity like this again. You want to take advantage. You want to take a swing. You know the the concerns that he's going to all of a sudden come in and disrupt this locker room. You know if the locker room is so fragile that one player can come in and turn things around yeah. anyway, then maybe it wasn't so good to begin with, right? Um, also, what a what a powerful train wreck. Yeah, uh, the J train would be, you know, like <laughs> right, exactly. That and also J train. Can we do better than that as hey, a nickname? I, I guess not. Well, see, it came from Miami, and it just kind of follows them around. That's now, not right? that so, good of a nickname. No. Uh, anyway, that said, you know there are some there are some actual tangible reasons why it could be a little bit disruptive. Legarrette Blunt has these incentives in his contract that looked like they were definitely going to hit, uh, and now are probably not going to hit, assuming that Ajayi does sort of become the primary ball carrier. But I mean. Legarrette Blunt, I think, from all of our expectations, was playing over his head. Uh, the Eagles were not also running him into the ground. They wanted to save him for the end of the season, it seems like. So to be able to pair him with the Jai seems like it would be a good opportunity for them to both 
be productive at the end of the year. And, you know, if they're if they're winning, if they continue winning, then, you know, LeGarrette Blount's not going to just exactly. make a stink, right? Right. So, uh, you know, the cost of a fourth-round pick, obviously it's not great that the Eagles, that cupboard of picks for next season continues to dwindle a little bit. But, you know, they drafted Donald Pumphrey in the fourth round this year, and that didn't make a big difference. Yes. So, uh, so you know, I said too, it's like, well, it's either Matt Collins or it's Donald Pumphrey. Right. So. so, I mean, I think it's I think it's a move you make you make ten, ten, ten times out of ten. Yeah, I, I, no doubt about that. And where I, I'm always trying to figure out too, like, where is the uh, where's the bubble going to burst on the Super Bowl run hype? You know, because we're all right. As far as the fan base, we're all pretty much there at seven and one. I actually think th- this Sunday has the potential of kind of doing that where oh my gosh yeah, this you know, game the, makes me nervous yeah it's, it, this is a little nerve-wracking uh, this defense is really really good um you know brock Osweiler sucks yes but <laughs> you know they presumably are will have some surprises with him the eagles haven't had to scout him or haven't had a chance to get him on tape as a, as the broncos quarterback they get sanders back uh you know i could see i could i definitely think that this game will be closer than than the line is at least at eight points which means that it's a guarantee that the Eagles will win by by 20, right? Exactly. Uh, yes. Cuz Vegas is smarter than hey, me. They will take it. Yeah, but, yeah. But uh you know this game would worry me. And I mean the the Broncos defense is really really good and you know Vitai had a good week last week, but that was not an impressive defense he was going up against and still there was a lot of pressure on on Carson Wentz, so this I, this Sunday would worry me a little bit. Yeah. Uh and we'll we'll keep our ears and our eyes on Bo Wolf, Shio Kapadia, and the uh, the rest of the gang over at The Athletic. But we appreciate the time, man, and uh, enjoy your Friday. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. And uh, I think I, I, we we met this man when he was, you know, just a young buck working over at fieldgoals.com over at uh, SB Nation. Now he's uh, he's Mr. Big Time. He is the NFL writer for theringer.com, and we certainly don't know who runs that website. Uh, but he is here with us now. It is Danny Kelly. Danny, what's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing okay. Just, you know, obviously the some some bummer of a news today, but yeah, doing great. Um, this season's been really fun, actually. So um, it was simpler time back in the SB Nation days. The uh, <laughs> just is. just covering one team was so much easier. Yeah, and it's <laughs> is it is it a lot harder now that you have to just keep an eye on the entire NFL? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I back at SB Nation, I was doing some, you know, I was doing national coverage too, but. You just it, you're it's you have to know so many more teams. It's definitely a challenge. I think you have to watch a lot, a lot more teams and know their sort of the ins and outs of all the the front office stuff and all that. But I actually think it's great because, you know, at some point because with the Seahawks, you know, Pete Carroll's been around for a while. You kind of start to kind of know them well enough that mm-hmm. it, you, you can't keep learning as much stuff. So it's fun to kind of do the same thing with every other team. We're not every other team, but. The good teams, anyway. Do people yell at you more now that you've you've noticed that where you have to cover national teams and there's just like that entire fan base, probably <laughs> including our own here in Philadelphia, that just eat you alive because you said maybe the wrong thing about whatever the GM or uh, the third left tackle on a team. Yeah, no, actually, I think it's been pretty good. Um, I'm. It's funny because when I write about the Seahawks, well, first of all, I keep in touch with a lot of like the Seahawks Twitter and and those guys are great and and girls and everyone there and. Um, I love the Seahawks Twitter quote Seahawks Twitter, but sometimes when you write when I write about the Seahawks now, I get like more shit from them. So I kind of can see like, I guess I can kind of see why Seattle, uh, Seahawks fans kind of get their reputation as um well, I don't know what the word is. What do you what would you call it? annoying? Seahawks. I don't know. I would yeah, say they're slightly that annoying. That might be. <laughs> <laughs> but rightfully so. I, I it's if they were if that 
the entire run of the Seahawks since like Russ and Sherman and Earl Thomas have been there, if they were in Philadelphia, I think we talk about that a lot. They, they would have been so beloved, and we would have yeah. been so annoying, like ten times yeah. more annoying. So I totally get it. Plus, they, you know, you won the Super Bowl, and I still love Russell Wilson. So I, I you know, what, whatever. I think it's. You're I think good, you guys are fine. You're good, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, and the one of the reasons why we're bringing you on too is you're one of the only guys on the Ringer that predicted that the Eagles are going to go to the Super Bowl, and not only that, you made it a a turnpike bowl because they have you have them facing the Steelers. What uh, yeah. what went into your prediction? Because I know that there's. Listen, there's a lot of people that uh, kind of have the Eagles in the conversation locally, nationally. What is it about this Eagles team that you think is is a Super Bowl contender? Well, for me, it's because they can beat you in so many different ways. You know, there's so many teams right now, I think, that are sort of – and, you know, it's not necessarily a deal breaker in terms of their, their ability to contend for the Super Bowl, but they're one-sided or they're very, very strong in one area and, and not as good in, in other areas. So, for instance, like – I mean, I think my preseason pick was the Packers, and that was basically because of Aaron Rodgers, right? And then you know their defense isn't necessarily going to carry the team; they can they're they're average or whatever. But I think with the thing that stands out about the Eagles is one, Carson Wentz is playing great. Two, the run game is picked up, and that's I think going to be big because if if Wentz is off, they can still run the ball and move the chains and, and do that do that sort of thing. And it's not just all on him to get it all done. And then number three, obviously their defense is playing really well too. I think that that front seven there is one of the best front sevens in the NFL. I think the cornerbacks are playing better than most people probably expected. Plus they got guys coming back. Darby's going to be back. It'll be interesting to see if Sidney Jones gets back on the field. Um, so I, I think they've got depth, uh, balance, and they can run the ball, they can pass the ball, and they play defense. So – it's pretty me, much everything. Like, <laughs> how do you? Yeah. How do you? I mean, that that is a team. I think to me that can that can go on a deep playoff run because they can beat you in so many ways. Yeah, and I I was just having this conversation with a couple of people at the station too, and I actually think if as long as the defense continues to play how it is, I think that's how they win most games from here on out. I mean, they kind of jump started yeah. it in San Francisco, and yeah, I mean, like obviously Carson Wentz is the most important part of this. The piece and with Jason Peters going down, you know, there's a chance that he could get killed and right. the, the, it could change. But I still think the defense is is still far and above uh, the offense at this point, and I think that's how they continue on through a playoff run. It kind of actually does remind me of the Seahawks of you know 2013-2014 era. Like the offense was good, it was potent, and they could throw the ball downfield, especially in the second halves of those years. They're always kind of a slow starting team, but in the end, you in the end of the season. You know, in those couple of years, they always kind of picked it up and, and were able to score points. But the foundation of that team, the Seahawks, was always defense. And I think you're right with the with the Eagles. It's that front four. It's that front seven, I should say. And you know, there's talent across the board. And you know, obviously, there's they're banged up a little bit, losing a couple of key players, but mm-hmm. they have some depth. And yeah, I just I, I put a lot of stock in that balance. I, I don't know if I'm going to turn out to be right about it, but. Well, we hope you, we hope you are. <laughs> we all hope you are, and it's interesting too because uh, there's. I mean, Seattle looks a little different. I kind of want to shape this in the way of how you view the the rest of the the NFC right now because we all are having kind of a tough time. Sure, yeah, the Eagles are definitely in that mix, and the way Seattle is playing, unfortunately, and we'll get to it in a little bit with Deshaun Watson going down. That's uh, mm. uh, that, I mean, that was such a fun game last week, and 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 you're right. Yeah. The same thing with you know Russ still taking the deep shots to to Doug Baldwin and. 
yeah, there's the, the obvious thing is, well, you look at Seattle and their offensive line is is still bad. And even with Dwayne coming in there, sure, that's an upgrade. I still think they're going to have a right. little trouble there. Cowboys are kind of, uh, you know, I, Zeke's going to be out now. So I think that yeah. changes things dramatically. How do you view the rest of the NFC here? Because I just see, I see Philadelphia, I see Seattle. I don't know what else after that. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I am too. I think, you know, to try not to sound like a homer or whatever, but I do think Seattle is a, is going to be a force down the stretch. I think they can't run the ball, which is concerning. But, I mean, with the way that Russell Wilson's been throwing, it might not matter, honestly. Um, and then their defense is always going to be pretty stout, I think. It was kind of weird to see them get just gashed so hard by the Texans last week. I don't necessarily think that's who they are, though. I still think, you know, they came into the game really stout. And I think they'll come out and, and probably go back to being pretty stingy. You know, in the past defense, they've got Sheldon Richardson's really actually picking up. He was the guy who made the play to stop Deshaun Watson on third and four. Or it wasn't Watson. He handed off. But, you know, to stop them on third and four and give Seattle the ball back in order to, for them to come back down and win the game. Um, so Sheldon Richardson's been great, good. And, you know, we'll see how long it takes Earl Thomas to come back. But I think the Seahawks are in good shape. I'm actually really intrigued with the Saints right now. Yeah. I think that team is again it, it, it's it's sort of the same story as the eagles like they're balanced all of a sudden the, the the defense is playing really well marshawn Lattimore has been a revelation and cam jordan is dominant you know the, their defense has really 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 stepped it up in the last like three or four weeks i think they've won four games in a row and um no they've won five games in a row now so yeah yeah so they're, they're really impressing me right now obviously breeze is still the kind of guy that can take over a game and and that's huge. And that's the kind of the same deal with Wentz. Like if you need him to, he can be a star. But hopefully he'll just be kind of like this facilitator. And I see that with the Saints. I think they can run the ball really well now. Ingram's looked really, really good. They have Kamara who's kind of like this change of pace guy. Yeah, it's my and, he was my draft crush, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I mean they've got a good offensive line. It it's they just look kind of like a complete team all of a sudden after being, you know, their defense has been historically bad for like the last like four or five years. So for them to have a good defense all of a sudden, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it is. And they're, they're the other kind of team that it, I, I it, now with Zeke being out there, the team that scares me the most in our, you know, hall of fame football uh, analyst that's, that's here at the station is uh, Ray Dinger. And he's been saying that for a while now too. And he, it's just like the emergence of Ryan Ramchak and he's playing really well, just yeah. like you said, with the offensive line that's going down there. Yeah, it, it would be disappointing if the Saints came into the link and, and bounced, uh, bounced the Eagles out uh, during round one there. But And, and now I, yeah, <laughs> let, let's talk about Deshaun Watson just, just on the on the way out. I mean, yeah. that was yeah. – even, even if you are rooting for, you know, Dak or Wentz or Mariota or Winston – he just took everybody's hearts away, and yeah. like you're just like, oh my god! And I love making fun of the Bears anyway uh, in their situation, what they did, and the fact that like they passed on this guy to trade up for Mitchell Trubisky, and he, you know, he's throwing yeah. like five passes a game, and then all of a sudden, Sean Watson it won't stop throwing touchdowns. Uh, it, it is a really sad loss for for NFL fans. I mean, like, how do totally. the, the, I? I hope that Deshaun Watson has. Uh, uh, you know, recovery and, and the Texans have been snake bitten this entire year. I don't know what what do you make of the injury and and how disappointing is this for you? Yeah, it's devastating. Honestly, it's and we I think you could kind of see on Twitter like everyone was like, no, like people get hurt and you get like smattering of like, oh, that sucks, you know. But for this, it was like there was real emotional investment in it because he's just so much fun to watch and. 
he's I mean, clearly he's just like a great guy. You know, the he was donating the game checks and just showing, I guess, like maturity beyond his years. And uh, the Seahawks, when they played him, and I remember Richard Sherman said something after the game, like, you know, we've played a lot of quarterbacks and like he impressed us the most or whatever. Like it was just yeah. like highly, highly, high, high praise or whatever. And so um, everything he's done, you know, this year has literally been unprecedented. Like he was on pace to shatter the rookie quarterback touchdown thing. He he broke a record with five touchdown passes in game. Um, you know, he just looks so poised. He looks so calm. You know, he brings that element of uh, escapability. And and he, you know, we saw I think in the the Bengals game. I forget if that. I think that was the second game. Um, and he kind of like broke open this like huge seventy five yard run or whatever. It's like he's got all these different tools and. He's such a gamer. He's he's turning out to be kind of exactly who he was at Clemson, and it's just so much fun to see. It's such a bummer that that they're not, you know, that now they've lost Watt, him, you know, merciless, and they obviously traded away Dwayne Brown. It's like, yeah. man, who are they going to play now? So it's a it's a huge bummer for Houston. Obviously, they were they had plenty of reason to be excited, but I think just in general, you know, in a in a league where in a, in a year, I think a season when it's been kind of a, it's been a lot of sort of downer stuff going on. Obviously, it's very important. Like all the the anthem stuff is very, very important. But you know, just on the field in terms of fun, like he was one of the funnest players to watch. Honestly, yeah, absolutely. So and now, like this is the thing that we were talking about just before we started this. The kick in the dick here is <laughs> Texans fans, and I can't believe I'm saying these words. And obviously, it's going to be Tom Savage. It's it's really not going to be. Matt McGloin, who they're signing, Danny. Mm, they're signing Matt God. McGloin, of all people. We we <laughs> saw recently with their own two eyes that he can barely play football. I mean, he can't throw. And, you know, his brother is very mean on Twitter. We've also learned that, too. I don't know if you saw that when he was yelling at Jimmy Kemsky and all that stuff. But, uh, <laughs> I did see that, yeah. Uh, I can't believe that – whatever. I know people are going to yell Kaepernick here. And, and really, for RPO, for – all the stuff that they're running there, it makes a lot of mm-hmm. sense for that. Uh, at the same time, uh, even just aside from that, how do you sign Matt McGloin? How do you do that <laughs> as, as a franchise? How do you sign Matt McGloin and say that'll be okay? They are, honestly, teams right now, it's it's reached the point of absurdity. The, that How far they're digging into, you know, just the, the, the bottom of the barrel in terms of what's available out there right now. It's just kind of, it's, at this point, it's just, funny honestly i you know the fact that they're not even thinking about looking <laughs> looking at uh at colin Kaepernick. although i guess there's there was a tweet howard balls there texans owner mcnair signs off on a workout for colin Kaepernick. i don't know what that means but <laughs> so the maybe, craziness going on all the time here yeah well and and again what yeah. a way to get away from like you know actually my players are uh prisoners and all that stuff but the oh, but to bring oh, yeah. in colin kaepernick and say no uh, we worked him out it's totally cool and i don't know that that could be well it's it's weird too because look at the timing of everything that's that's here because i think there was a report saying that kaepernick's lawyer in 10 days he'll be signed by somebody yeah. And then this was already maybe it was a pre-planned uh, workout. He, can he see the future? I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe the uh, maybe the fix was in already, and they just got to wow. his, got to his ace. No, I'm not, I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. That's it's going to be uh, a weird week of football if that definitely yeah. happens. And yeah, I, I don't know it, what in in just getting to some other funny things. Just real quick, I need to get your take on. 
Papa John and that whole thing and blaming the <laughs> blaming NFL ratings for their sales. Meanwhile, I was looking up uh, uh, Domino's Pizza Hut and pretty much everybody else is doing okay. What do you what do you make of that whole situation? Don't, don't you dare politicize my pizza choices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I don't even know why it's, it's a, a politicized so... thing. It's just kind of like, no, dude, your pizza uh, kind of sucks. That's basically it. It's, uh, it's just uh, th- this year has been so in- insanely absurd. I mean, this is like the pizza wars thing. <laughs> I'm just the dead. I got the deadspin tweet right up here the nfl stupid pizza wars were always coming um yeah i don't it doesn't i mean i don't know how they can how he can sort of uh make that connection in terms of the anthem protests being somehow related to his ability to sell pizza but that's the world we live in and it's totally and completely absurd (laughs) yeah that's right like if you are it's a great opportunity to be like wow maybe our pizza isn't that great or something if we're spending (laughs) millions and millions of dollars and everybody sees the advertising and yet our stock prices are going down and we're not selling that much pizza it's uh any point to that it's just like oh my god now you now you've made it a thing to do it and i don't know maybe this will work maybe people that don't like the anthem will buy a, a crap load of uh uh, of Papa John's pizza and just and just kind of do it that way. I don't know. It's it's, uh, it's quite it's quite the gambit. Yeah, it I is. That's the uh, if that's the goal. Just Although like I'm the, sure a lot of people now are going to be like, you know, f you know f Papa John's pizza. I'm going to <laughs> yeah, I was. I mean, I was doing that on my own, and it wasn't a political statement because it's not good. <laughs> you know, I don't want to, and I don't want people to think if they're eating Papa John's, they're like, oh, well, you must align with this political statement or that. Poli-. It's just like God Almighty. It's just. Can't we just eat food in peace anymore? Poor <laughs> no, food choices. Cannot. My God. That is that's the answer, is no. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That is uh Danny Kelly. Please go read his work on the ringer.com. He's a fantastic read. He knows what he's talking about. And to be honest, he's quite handsome. So that's why you should follow him there too. So at Danny Kelly at Danny Kelly on Twitter too. Am I getting that right? Dan- Danny B. Kelly. Excuse me. At Danny B. Kelly. Danny, we appreciate your time, bud. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely, thanks. Another Friday in the books, and we thank you so much for joining us each and every week and every day as you are listening to all the programming right here on BGN Radio. I, once again, am John Barchett. A big thank you to Bulwa from The Athletic and, of course, Danny Kelly from The Ringer. Big announcement for next week. We're going to do something really fun. If you are in the area, it is time for the BGN Radio bi-week beer bash happening at Delaware Park, the casino at Delaware Park, next Sunday, November 12th. We're all just going to hang out because there's no birds, and we're going to watch every single game that they have that is available to us on Red Zone. There is a nice lounge that they are setting up for us. Free beer, free pizza, while supplies last. It's not going to be the entire time, but we uh, we will have enough to wet your whistle and fill your belly. Plus, we are going to do some gambling down there and uh, you know, fill out some teaser cards and fill out the parlay cards and have a lot of fun if you want to come. All you got to do, info at bgnradio.com, and in the subject heading, just put Beer Bash, and the, uh, you and the amount of people that want to come have to be 21. Got to be 21 to come, uh, but once you're in the door, you are in the door. Once again, free beer, free pizza, while supplies last. And we're going to have a fun time, too. So if you're not really into the gambling thing, we'll be doing some fantasy stuff that day, too. So it'll be a, it'll be a, a real nice bye week. You can hang out with the entire crew. And once again, that's happening at the casino at Delaware Park Sunday, November 12th. So in about a week from now, uh, about nine days from now, uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. So come join us. Info at BGN Radio, subject line, Beer Bash. Give us all your info, first and last name. 
who are all the people that are joining you. So that's going to do it for Friday Conversations right here on BGN Radio and BleedingGreenNation.com. Stretch your hand and I'm going to chop it off. I dare you ask for a favor from your boss's boss. Shrimp, scampi, angel head noodles, white wine sauce. Rwanda and Ross, reload the Nina Ross. Settle metal when I'm focused on the green dinero. Hocus pocus, Gucci loafers, cake with bacon soda. Cake for soldiers moving weight from Maine to Nova Scotia. Bang revolvers, problem solvers, that pain the mothers. Lost a child, put some play when they hear the loud. Nightmares, walking dead, cause they sleep in